Welcome to Red State Talk Radio. You're listening to Tori Says for the next hour. I'll be your host, Tori. We'll be discussing news, foreign and domestic, unfiltered news. Real news. Welcome everyone to the Tori Says Show. I'm your host, Tori. Today is the 25th of February, and this weekend was packed with a lot of events, and today a lot of people are just um, pretty much revisiting what has happened and anticipating for what will come. There's a lot to talk about. We could talk about the Oscars. I pretty much uh, don't want to give them any base. I didn't watch it. I don't care to watch it. Uh, Ben Garrison was nice enough to tweet out and create a cartoon, which was the cliff notes to the Oscars. That's all you need to know, basically. (laughs) And um, we're going to talk about uh, North Korea, what's going on, what's being anticipated. Also talking about some strategy that our president has been using that a lot of people haven't been talking about. We could talk about the Casterstein brothers, too. And a lot more happening. Um, just We're just not going to talk about what they want us to talk about. How's that? We'll talk about uh, Ilhan Omar as well. As you know, uh, investigative journalist Laura Loomer was in Minnesota. She did report that she was missing. I published an article because we determined um, where she was going and what she was doing. And on top of that, we'll discuss a video that's literally living on YouTube right now that is titled, Look at the Taliban, you know, killing American puppet soldiers in Afghanistan. And that's literally online right now, not censored. Uh, Part of another article that I did as a follow-up because that was sent to me as a response to the article for Ilhan Omar. Pretty incredible, isn't it? You know, I think we need to start here. Remember Khashoggi, how the media was going nuts, how the Turkish government paid for this campaign for Khashoggi, 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 right? So the minute they threw money behind it and there was a huge social media push, what does that tell you? Tells you that it's orchestrated. Well, just like I said last week, the minute I see these ISIS brides all at the same time, Wanting to go back to their countries and people, you know, throwing support or not throwing support behind them, you know, should startle everyone because they're paying for it. Why do they want us to take these women in? Never forget, right? 9-11. Didn't we say that? Never forget. Well, it seems like people have forgotten because it wasn't 10. It wasn't 20. It takes only one person, just one, one to wear a suicide bomber vest, one to walk into a building and blow it up, one to sit on that train or on that bus, one to hijack a plane. Yet for some reason, people are 
asking to forgive? We're talking about the United Kingdom because here in the United States legally, Haramathana has no right to citizenship, has no right to be here. Regardless of what they say, the law is the law. Her parents came. Her father was a Yemeni diplomat. He then decided to become an American citizen based on the fact that he revoked his uh, diplomatic status, which means that his processing was done as a Yemeni former diplomat. And under that status, you do not qualify for your children born to be just granted, you know, in perpetuity American citizenship, especially when that child renounces their country and leaves to go and join enemy forces and advocate for the death and destruction of our nation. It's just not allowed. And you know, what's funny is in the, that in 2016, Hodemathana's parents received notification from the Obama administration telling them that her rights to citizenship have been revoked and she will not be issued another American passport and she no longer qualifies as an American citizen. But for some reason now they want to challenge it. They want to challenge something that is already fact and has been stated. But here's the weird thing. We have someone in our house, a representative that hails from the state that recruits the most terrorists, the people that join terrorist groups, that was elected into our house, that was a keynote speaker at a conference in Florida, that was raising emergency funds for Yemen, just so happens that this woman is Yemeni, alongside with her attorney that is suing our government to mandate or force us to accept this person back into our country. That should scare all of us, that we have a member in our Congress that is raising funds for a bona fide terrorist to help them sue our government to right of citizenship and entry in our country. I mean, we've seen this before where Miss Omar had written letters to judges asking for leniency. Leniency for people who had been recruited to go and join these terrorist cells leniency. This is incredible. And if you don't understand the severity of such actions, you don't seem to understand how terrorists work. One thing is noted that Laura Loomer has been talking about this for over a year. She has lost money. She has lost any access to services that deem her to be an extremist when everything she has said is 100% correct, 100% verifiable. We have 
terrorists in our Congress. And Rashida, we haven't forgotten about you. There is more to come. But for now, Ilhan Omar is the low-hanging fruit in this uh, saga because she is the most bold to take it and run with it. It should make everyone fear what is to come next. If we have the mainstream media and our social media platforms that give us access to news and information, promoting such ideologies, we should be scared. Engels, who wrote for the Gateway Pundit, criticized Islam, and he was banned from Twitter. And you know what's insane? Is that any reporter, citizen journalist, investigative journalist, you know, with a mainstream media company that comes out and criticizes will be banned and silenced. And, you know, I'm very grateful that my radio station, Red State Talk Radio, is where a voice is given to these silenced people. A voice and a platform to be heard, to cut through the silence is being given. This is important for everyone to understand. The resources we have are limited. And this is why they coin things like the Q movement a cult. One, because they can't monetize on it, right? The conservatives that like to, you know, put out things and make money can't monetize on Q because it's a forum. So it's all about the money and the clickbait. So we need uh, apparently to cultify it, even though everything that's being said is exactly what it is, facts, and it prompts discussion. So we have the conservative media that likes to label it as out there and a conspiracy because they can't monetize. And then we have the scathing left because they know everything that's on there is 100% true. Our sources are being limited by the day. And I'm really glad that radio can't. What are they going to do? Tell the owners that have the station, take her out. They don't need them. They have conservative investors. They have conservative advertisers. They do not need them. Silencing works when people have a hold on you. This is why Fox News is dropping in ratings as well, as we see, or being considered, you know, uh, a source of news only because, unfortunately, there is a partial hold on them. Though, as we know, Tucker Carlson and Sean Hannity have never been told they can't talk about anything. But think about it. It's only a matter of time. This is how big their reach is. Giving a voice to those that are silenced because you always want to cut the tongue off of the person that speaks the truth. You are going to draw a, a picture of a person that speaks the truth that is the ugliest one there. And it only reflects everything that you are. Because no one is most hated than that who speaks the truth. We need to 
understand just where our nation domestically is at right now. We have a radical left entertainment industry, mainstream media, you name it, consumer goods that are tag teaming us. They are boxing us in to tell us either you put your head down and stop talking about this or we'll take care of it. They want to open our borders and keep them open because they're losing money. If you remember, in January, we spoke about, hey, this shutdown, it's going to expose a lot of things I said, like TSA agents gone wrong, Port Authority, um, people getting paid and bribed, right? Containers, like I published with Pelosi, being seized. These are all things that come when you can have access to that. And this shutdown did. And we're seeing more and more every day, more reporting of this Port Authority agent being paid off, this TSA agent being paid off. Because, you know, if I'm someone with a lot of money, kind of like El Chapo, and I want to fly in through Nashville, obviously in Mexico, I can pay off the airport security to not, you know, ding my two kilos of Coke in my bag. When I land in Nashville, I have to make sure that my buddy Bob that just received, you know, $100,000 is on duty and takes care of my bag. Ensures that no one will check it. Ensures that my product will go through. See, everyone has a price. I've been saying this. Everybody has a price. And the only people that have a price are the ones that lack morals. That Bob guy that works with TSA, even Homeland Security, Port Authority, Border Patrol, that Bob guy never had morals to begin with. You know, I know that, you know, when you work for the government in positions like this, they do background checks on every employee, right? Do you have debt? You know, because that's something that someone will hold over your head. And I think, you know, it makes sense, right? If the person has like immense student debt or owes credit cards or had bankruptcy, you know, they're more susceptible to be bought out. I think what they should be doing is not focusing on that and focusing on morals. Probe their actual social life. Probe them as human beings and make predictions because it's a lot easier to see who would sell out their country for a quick buck and who isn't. Because remember, money, following the money, and everybody has a price. Those that hold strong to their morals do not have a price. They cannot be bought. They stand firm with the truth. They stand firm with their nation. And they would never betray their personal morals. You know, how do you have a test like that? Shouldn't we have a test like that for Congress? Oh, speaking of borders, guys, did everybody see this hugging ceremony with Pelosi? She couldn't even walk in a straight line. It was such a facade. It's like, who was even, who cares if you hug each other? It was the weirdest thing ever, as if to show unity as to what? Keeping our borders open? It was the most insane thing I have seen in my living life. I would actually ask. Who checks the health of the Speaker of the House? I mean, she's number three in line, right? If anything, knock on wood, would happen to our president or vice president, she's taking a seat in the White House. 
Where is her mental and physical health check? Why isn't she under the same scrutiny as our president and vice president? I'd like to see that. I'd like to see that health check. As well as, you know, our Supreme Court justices, all of them. Because if one of them has early signs of dementia, you know, because they don't leave until they die, or is on medications that could affect their thought, or is gravely ill, they shouldn't be in office. I think we need to be a little bit more realistic when it comes to people of these positions. And one might say, well, if you get a left-leaning, you know, psychologist, all the conservatives are crazy. No, we don't want that. We want them to pass or be examined examined on a simple cognitive tests that are done every day by your hospital bedside, you know, when you're admitted. They ask simple things like, what is your name and your date of birth? Who's the president of the United States? What day is it today? If you can't recall what month it is, you shouldn't be serving. If you can't recall your birthday or you're like, oh, it's uh, oh yeah, that. And if you keep calling the president a president from yesterday, <laughs> you shouldn't be in the position. And if you can't walk a straight line, you shouldn't be in that position. It's as if the standards to hold any position in Washington, D.C. have declined drastically. We have people like Ocasio in office. And, you know, a lot of people say, well, she's crazy, but, you know, the young. No, the only reason she won is because Pelosi wanted her to win. Crowley was in that domain. Crowley was the next guy in line to take Speaker of the House. And Pelosi was not going to leave that alone. She needed that seat. She wanted to be Speaker. She wanted to take it home. So they voted in Ocasio, who, by the way, makes less sense every day. You know, when she reads off of cue cards or documents, she sounds eloquent because she has other people writing those. But when you see her freestyle it, like on Instagram, she makes inferences like, you know, people want to know, should I have kids? I don't know. You know, with this green deal, we have kids to think about already. Uh, you know, maybe we should like limit how many people. Why? Like, no, the, the people are supposed to copulate and, you know, create the next generation. Here we have someone saying, ah, don't have kids. Or, you know, if you do, let's do it like China. You can only have one. And, you know, if it's a boy and you really wanted a girl, you could kill the boy and try again for a girl. Or maybe we'll just use genetics and fix it. She didn't say that, but that's where it goes. That's what's happening in China. Women have abortions when they don't have sons until they get a son or they genetically manipulate it. This is what happens in socialist slash communist countries. Speaking of communism, uh, CNN had tweeted out, let me, let me pull this up. It was hilarious. There was a, you know, the sickle, you know, the symbolism of communism was in, uh, was found in a park in a no thing, right. In like a, in a field. So they kind of positioned it to kind of say like, Nope, not, not in America. And it was literally, it says the New York police department hate crime task force is investigating Nazi drawings found on Friday morning at an elementary school yard in Queens. Now the detective is George Turovakas 
And he told that to CNN. Now the symbol, guys, is the symbol for, it's the sickle. It's the sickle communism symbol. And it was in a, um, you know, in a uh, basketball court thing. So it was in the half line. So it looked like it's a big no on this. And it says, no something allowed. Oh, it says no Jew allowed. And they cross out the word Jew before they did it. And it's kind of, and I'm thinking, okay, this is so dumb. So the sickle is not a symbol of Nazism. That's the symbol that Antifa uses. That's the symbol that communists use. That's the symbol that Turkey has, kind of. <laughs> so it's like even CNN now is redefining what the symbol means. The, the, you know, why would you put the sickle and say no jewel out? That makes no sense. No sense whatsoever. I kind of almost guarantee you because the chalk even looks different that someone put in the no communism symbol and then someone came along and said no Jew allowed. I mean, it makes you wonder just how dumb people are. They're now going to tell us that it's a Nazi symbol. Great, I'm on board with that. If we can put the, you know, Bernie Sanders uh, symbol <laughs> and bucket it into Nazism, I'm, I'm game because we don't need any of that in, in our country at all, ever. We don't. We don't need it. We don't want it. They can have it. Now, before we get into the next half hour, where I'm going to put out to you exactly um, how genius our president is, he's taken a new tactic on winning blue states. And we see it with New York, which is pretty great. And I want to analyze that um, throughout my second half. Now... He's been tweeting this morning and he said he's, he's been tweeting a lot. And so I thought I would just start with his first morning tweet, which was meeting for breakfast with our nation's governors, then off to Vietnam for a very important summit with Kim, Kim Jong-un. With complete denuclearization, North Korea will rapidly become an economic powerhouse. Without it, just more of the same. Chairman Kim will make a wise decision. So this is great. I mean, I was reading some of the comments from the leftists saying, no, they should never be allowed, you know, to be a powerful economy. They should never enter world economic forums and they shouldn't participate. You know, they shouldn't be an economic power. Why? Why? So you're saying that a whole country should stay the way, the way they are, ostracized, unable to interact with other countries, unable to compete and contribute to the global economy because you said so? That doesn't make sense. That is possibly, no, definitely, against what you supposedly preach, which is, oh, everyone should take part. Everyone, we love everyone. Globalization, great. This is imperative that it happens. Because if you uplift nations and you promote each other, it's, it's like us promoting each other. I uh, do my investigative journalism. Other people do it. You should uplift each other. There's enough eyes, ears, and mouths to feed than to clobber each other, steal each other's work, you know, um, not let people trade because you don't want them to, you know, and start dividing people. I mean, there is enough to go around. What happened to healthy competition? What happened to working hard? And what happened to applauding your neighbor who does something great.
What happened to promoting people, you know, and, and embracing them for all the good they're doing? What happened to that? That's the spirit of humanity. We're innately good. We want to love one another. We want to promote each other because our common goal is what happiness. So why can't we be happy? Uh You know, sounds like I'm fruity, right? But it's actual fact. The fruity people are the ones that think you can be happy through hate. We have this clown that keeps invading our president's timeline that calls himself a bishop. A bishop, guys. He calls himself a bishop. And he sits there perpetuating hate. A bishop of what? The church of Satan? This guy is a clown. Like who follows him? Who would listen to him when all he puts out is hate and and, and supports racial division? And we should get to Spike Lee. I've actually met Spike Lee uh, back in 1998 in England where he was visiting. He has been the same since then. He believes that entertainers and the mainstream media drive the narrative and how people should feel. If he feels, these these were his words. If I feel that our politics and our nation are going in the wrong direction, I'm going to put it out there. I'm going to put it through my movies, through my performances, through my friends, so we can change the minds of the people. He said that with his own words in 1998 at the University of East London, where he visited. And I challenge anyone to say he was never there because he was. And this is the type of stuff that they have been pushing for decades. This isn't something new. And like I've said before, small changes over time yield massive results. And these are now coming to fruition. They're seeds that they've been planting. But President Trump happened. I'll see you all in a few right after this break. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. How did you become addicted? A friend? Were you at a party and someone said, hey, try this? Then you got the cold sweats and started shaking. And the more you did it, the more it didn't work. So you switched to the needle. Now you're a train wreck. Drinking, drugging, broke. Your family hates you. And you hate you. Get out of your hell on earth now. Call the Detox and Treatment Helpline today for immediate help. In many cases, your insurance may cover the costs. We can't guarantee it, but we can guarantee we have what you need to change your life for the better. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 855-700-2978-855-700-2978-855-700-2978. That's 855 855- 729 Guaranteed life insurance with no medical exam. Sounds great, right? 
Even better, your rates will never increase and benefits will never decrease. If you're a U.S. citizen between 50 and 80, you can get life insurance guaranteed. It's not guaranteed in every state, and you may not qualify for every policy, but when you call, you'll speak with a licensed insurance company. They'll give you all the details about guaranteed life insurance. So call now, 1-800-707-1219, 1-800-707-1219. Hey, this is Leonora Cravota from Red State Talk Radio for My Pillow. I used to have trouble sleeping. My Pillow changed all that. I now fall asleep within moments of my head touching my pillow. That's how comfortable My Pillow is with its patented interlocking fill. My Pillow stays cool and does not go flat. Plus, it's machine washable and dryable. MyPillow has a 10-year warranty and a 60-day comfort guarantee. MyPillow is also the official pillow of the National Sleep Foundation, and it's made right here in the USA. MyPillow is now offering Red State Talk Radio listeners a four-pack special with two premium standard or queen pillows and two go-anywhere pillows. That's four pillows for the price of one. To take advantage of this special offer, call 1-800-961-9194 and ask for promo code REDSTATE. That's one 800 961-9194 promo code red state put sleepless nights behind you with my pillow the most comfortable pillow you will ever own for the best night's sleep in the whole wide world is mypillow.com Welcome back to the Tori Says Show. I'm your host, Tori. Remember, uh, you can follow me on Gabin, Twitter at Tori underscore says. I do have an Instagram, but it's usually about food, uh, which is Tori Says, and obviously at ToriSays.com. And I'm on Red State Talk Radio, 12 to 2 Eastern Time. In the second half of the hour, I'm going to have Scott Adams because we just want to have like some coffee talk and recap what's been going on this weekend. Now, sticking to the theme of, um, you know, the first half hour, how, uh, you know, we have Ilhan Omar and everyone's trying to say things like, oh, you know, these racists, they want to link terrorism to migrants and refugees. Well, come on, let's be honest, guys. (laughs) The Capitol, is it really like they split it, right? St. Paul, Minneapolis, right? So they are the hub where they have imported more migrants than any other city or state in our nation. Uh, Laura Loomer actually did a report on that where she actually put the numbers out. And they are the ISIS recruitment capital of the world, you know, aside from the Middle East, of course. And I guess London, uh, because they train a lot of ISIS fighters and then ship them out. They train them there, actually. So, you know, and it's not And it's not a narrative. It's the truth. I mean, look at the facts. The facts don't lie. So when someone says, you know, when I got that video and I urge you guys to go to ToriSays.com and find the one where um, it says exclusive video, Ilhan Omar supporters celebrate the death of American soldiers. Um, It is on YouTube right now. It is live. It has not been taken down. And these types of videos are everywhere. Recruitment video for ISIS, teaching children how to have sex. You know, things that make your stomach turn are all over YouTube, but don't you dare be a conservative and put anything out there. Don't you dare speak the truth. You will be removed faster than you can blink. 
But here's the thing. It's not only the mainstream media, entertainers, and big tech that is trying to paint people pointing to, hey, migrants and these refugees are, you know, bringing in the terrorism. The UN Secretary General, the United Nations Secretary General uh, Guterres actually said that today. He said that, you know, President Trump is inciting hate speech. He said hate speech is a menace to democratic values, social stability, and peace. It spreads like wildfire through social media, the internet, and conspiracy theories. A conspiracy theory? How do you call it a conspiracy theory? We have a jihadi in Congress right now. Someone who was asking Elliot Abrams, who I don't like at all, I've been very forward with the with the Iran Contra deal. We know exactly what Peter Strzok's dad, uh, George uh, Bush forty one, and Barr, and many others played in that. But for her to say, "Did you appreciate it? That massacre, that genocide, which not one American soldier did, but we had trained the El Salvadorians," that is ISIS talk by the book, textbook. We have a woman that advocates for leniency to people that decide that they want to go to the Middle East and fight for ISIS, writing letters for leniency, helping them get out of prison from her capital, from her home state, from her district that creates ISIS fighters. And if any of you were following what was going on with Laura Loomer up in Minneapolis, you'll see that Jacob Wall had taken many pictures of ISIS flags and writings on the walls. All throughout Little Mogadishu there. So now we have the UN Secretary General taking a swipe saying that while disclosure surrounding the movement of people has been poisoned with false narratives linking refugees and migrants to terrorism and space goading them for many society uh, for many uh, for many of society's ills listen Gutierrez you need to put a sock in it because it's fact taking a swipe at my president and attacking him for speaking the truth is completely out of order we pay a lot of money to the UN I am totally for not paying anything we need to get out of the UN, stop paying them, because not only are you paying them, but they're talking down to us because what we're saying, which is factual, is irritating them because their agenda is falling. I mean, we should all look at the history of the UN and figure out what's going on, right? This is something incredible. And I think Sarah Carter had written an article about this today that she put out uh, in regards to these remarks. It is pretty incredible. And just, just so you know, they never, ever use the name, oh, President Trump said. But we all know who they're talking about. We all do. I'm of the fact that my president is working really hard to expose Ilhan Omar. I'm of the fact that DHS is all over this and so is ICE. Immigration fraud. Promoting leniency for terrorists raising funds that is actual treason by trying to assist enemies of our country that's by definition and there's no but in that there's no if in that there's treason 
And a lot of people are like, oh, treason is used to, well, look at the definition. Is she aiding enemies of our people? Yes, she is. She's raising money to bring back a woman. Uh, apparently, tons of women are applying to come back. Tons of them, right? All concerted efforts. A big wave of what? Infiltration. Is that what it, what it is? We're going to bring them back and have them what? Blow something up? You know what? If we bring her back, let's throw her right into Gitmo. I'm game with that. She wants to come back so bad. Put her and lock her up. Gitmo. She can have a suite there. If that's what she wants. She wants to come back. You're living in Gitmo. Done. The bottom line though is we already know that, you know, the NLF, National Liberation Frontier, whatever you want to call it, FLN, they keep changing their name in Turkey, which is a, um, a terrorist organization that has agreements with ISIS, Hamas, Hezbollah, Al-Qaeda, even the Taliban, right? They're all operating in Turkey. It's actually a political arm of the Turkish government, okay? Those women can clearly go to Turkey because they house terrorists. So they can go to Idlib, and live there, no one would bother them. They would give them refuge because, you know, they're fighters for jihad. And they would be welcomed with open arms. So I don't see what the problem is. Why do they need to come here? You made your decision. You advocated for people to kill Americans. You still advocate. And here's the funny thing, what people don't get. These women are down there, right? They're speaking against ISIS. And this to Kia, of course, right? If they were really genuine, why are they still alive? Right? Why are they still alive? Those terror cells would have taken them out if they believed that they were genuine. It's because they're all in on it. These refugees, supposedly, are terrorists. You know, some people that come to this country as refugees come in and they are so grateful. They assimilate. They're like, I would never go back home. America has provided me the ability to work when before all I could do was serve someone and be thrown scraps. I am grateful. But we're not importing many of those. We're importing the ones that say, well, I'm here and we need Sharia law. I'm here. We need Sharia police. I'm here. You know, we shouldn't have bacon in restaurants. I'm here. School should all go vegan because there's a lot of pork and products and my kids deserve this. No, then give them home, home lunch. They, they, no, it doesn't happen like that. Assimilation is important when you migrate. It's very important. If you can't assimilate, don't migrate. When you leave your country to go to another one, it's because you want to be part of that other country, not because you want to bring your country with you. That's not the way it works. And for all these people attacking our president and saying things like that, it's ridiculous. And you know what? Our president knows exactly what's going on. And so on a global scale, he's being attacked for his truthful statements. Uh, journalists around our nation are being attacked for truthful statements. Silence. The media, mainstream media, entertainment, music industry, all of them push back against anyone that speaks truthful statements. So like I've said before, the strategy that our president has is to make them pull their own pants down. And we see this in some really great way of turning New York red. See, in the projects or in what you call NYCHA or, you know, city housing, 
We have the most vulnerable people, Americans, mostly Americans, because now illegals flood them too, but mostly Americans, those that are uneducated, those that had committed felonies and can't get jobs because they're being punished because they made a mistake years ago, uh, which now our president is trying to fix. I mean, if you've done your crime and you did your time, when you come out, you should have the ability of some form of clean slate, not to be excluded from any job. It's just wrong. It's like they've been punished for the rest of their life. They have to carry it. It's just wrong. So these are the people that live in these houses uh, and apartments and older people that are on a fixed income that don't have a big social security, right, coming in. So they live there. Do you know that New York City or NYCHA in specific gets over $30 million a week for maintenance? A week, not a month, not a year, 30 million federal dollars a week. That's a lot of money. 30 million federal dollars a week so they can clean the hallways, wash the windows, repair toilets, repair showers, make sure they have running water, heating, no mold, you know, no holes in the ceiling, no rats living in their bedroom, no cockroaches everywhere, which is a very big problem no matter where you live in New York City. We all know this. Uh, So, you know, they get all this money and these people are treated worse than prisoners are. Prisoners don't live with rats. Prisoners don't live with mold. Prisoners don't live without running water. There would be outrage. It would be inhumane. Yet this, these are the conditions that they live in. And you know, being from New York City myself, I watch, you know, WPIX 11. It's channel 11 for us in New York, right? I watch it and I see Morales where she would be talking about this all the time. Uh, people would be standing up to it. But, you know, they have what? De Blasio. They got Cuomo. Cuomo, what is he supposed to say? I'm surprised nobody put him on the spot and said, you, you get $30 million a week. You're the governor. What are you doing? Why hasn't this been fixed in years? Why is it like this for decades? So you know what our president did? He sent Lynn Patton to live there in these houses and inspect the apartments. And what people were telling her were things like, well, you know, they never, you know, um, vacuumed the hallways before. And they did because they knew you were coming. But still, there were people that had mold on their ceiling with little children in there to have to breathe that in. To not have running water, to not have a toilet that flushes, to not have heat when you're the most impoverished. You have someone who's 85 years old, a little old granny who worked, probably got in trouble when she was younger, came out, worked wherever she could. And now she gets like what social security of like what $400 a month. I mean, how is she going to survive? Her medication probably takes the whole paycheck because the way Medicare is right now, thanks to Obama. She can't afford anything. And, you know, they're like, but Medicaid, yeah, Medicaid doesn't cover everything. See, that's where people think, oh, it's all free. No, it's not. So we have all these people in these situations and we have a city that gets a lot of money, an entity in the city that gets a lot of money and nobody can come up with answers to explain why this is happening. So he sends out Lynn Patton and exposes it all. And you know what sucks? 
those very same people that are in the projects where they have a president that sent out his best envoy for this, right? To uncover it, to cut, you know, to put some fuel, throw some gas onto that fire, right? That's burning for them to make it huge, to blow it up. They were all tweeting and Instagramming photos of how great Spike Lee was talking down about our president. That tells you all you need to know. Our president is working so hard for you. How dare you sit there and gaslight you that live in the projects, you know, that have, you know, dirt on the wall from 20 years ago where you have a broken window and an order for it to be fixed for over, you know, I don't know, three years. No one's fixing it, but your president is coming in there and he's holding them accountable. How dare you turn around and say he's racist? How dare you say he's done nothing for you? For us as a whole nation, he's done a lot. He's boosted the economy. He's, you know, he's rallied confidence in U.S. markets to bring back the made in America and make it powerful. He has um, addressed issues of minorities. Uh, he's trying to squash that word, which I love because there, it shouldn't even be out there. He's revitalizing, you know, he's bringing a new breath of life into local small businesses. He's cut our taxes. He's made things streamlined. And then we have these clowns saying, what has he done for, for me? What did Obama do for you for eight years? What did Bush do? What did Clinton do? They did nothing. You had a black president. He didn't care. He didn't care. He was all talk to get your vote. And you only sided with him. It's, it's kind of like, you know, you know, soccer games. It's like West Ham versus Arsenal or whatever, right? And they're just like, they don't know why they like the player, but they'll, they'll sit there and beat each other up over it. And, you know, bottom line is West Ham doesn't care, neither does Arsenal. You're just looking stupid. You're just fighting because that's your team. This is exactly what's going on here with politics. We have the left fighting and they don't even know why they're fighting. I mean, we know why we're fighting. We want to pay less taxes throughout the year. Even if that means if you're welcome a refund, you obviously are going to get less because you've been paying less. But, you know, people, common core math, you, you do, you know, you get it. So we have the left fighting for things that they don't want. To, they don't, they can't even put a word to it. So, the, you know, I'm fighting for, I like lower taxes. I'm game. I'm fighting for, I want regulation on pharmacies so pharmaceuticals aren't extraordinary in price. They don't know what they're fighting for. I just want free stuff. Okay, what kind of free stuff? Uh, medicine, housing, jobs, uh, you know, healthcare, um, babysitters, um, abortions, you know, which by the way, the fact that the president defunded Planned Parenthood means that the DNC is in full panic mode. Their bank is going to go in the red again. This is why they need to allow Bernie to think that he's going to get the nomination so he can fit, fill up that piggy bank because you know Yang's coming up in the background because there's no way Bernie's taking the nomination from them. And, you know, you suddenly see Elizabeth Warren, who can't raise funds, say, oh, I'm not going for big donors. No, big donors aren't going for you. Let's be honest. But anyway, this is, this is the problem we're having in our society right now. We have the radical left, which is the minority, keep in mind, but they have big amplifiers. They've got the mainstream media, uh, your singers, your actors, your TV shows and your movies perpetuating their, you know, insane social grievances. You know, they're pushing the notion of white privilege and, uh, 
you know, racism. I mean, Jesse Smollett. I said it from the beginning, lynching, lynching, lynching. Oh, now that the bill is, there it goes. And everyone's kind of like, oh, now he's a drug addict. We need to feel sorry for him. This is CNN running these stories. Why? Because CNN originated it. They manufacture hate because there isn't any hate. There's more demand for hate crimes than there are actual hate crimes. And you know what? When the real hate crimes happen, when we have conservatives being hit in the face on video, We have conservatives being kicked out of restaurants. That's discrimination. We have conservatives being smacked if they wear a hat. That's a hate crime. But you won't see that on the mainstream media. Nope, nope, nope. Not allowed. You are not allowed to talk about it. What you need to do is focus on what they tell you to focus. And that is President Trump is losing. President Trump is out. President Trump is gone. And you know what? After the break... Um, because Scott Adams is going to join me right before we get into it. I'm going to play a clip of the Mockingbird Media. It's like three minutes long. All you hear is all of them saying the same thing for two years. And you know, so the UN Secretary General wants to call it a conspiracy theory. What's the biggest conspiracy theory out there right now? That's right. Russia, 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 Russia. There's no proof, and yet they want it. And the bottom line is we've spent millions of dollars right, through Mueller, to do what? Convict a lawyer of President Trump's for fiscal crimes that are over a decade old? That's what you got? No Russia collusion? Because the only collusion that happened with Russia is with Hillary Clinton. We know this. And so talking with someone over the weekend, it was very interesting, is um, Mueller might indeed have struck a deal knowing that he was an integral part of Uranium One, and that's being investigated, as we know. Maybe, you know, he got himself a deal to not be charged with crimes or keep at least his pension. So there's leniency on him for that. I don't know. A lot of people were waiting for the Mueller report this week, and they said, no, I'm thinking it's going to pop on Friday, personally. Everyone's saying, we want to see the report. We want to see the Pfizer. I want to see everything. Don't remember who tweeted it out, but someone said, hey, you better be suspicious of someone that says they don't want to see what's in the report, you know, or they want to keep it classified. Well, you know, the left wants to see. See, don't say things like that because it was a conservative. Don't say things like that. The bottom line is the left wants to see it because they want to find one hair out of place so that they can jump on that. Regardless if the whole report shows nothing, they'll find that one hair and jump on that and take a new direction and demand, oh, we need another investigation. Because remember, they won the House. So they do oversight committees and all this, you know, fluffy, you know, you know, smoke and mirrors things when, you know, the coming to testify doesn't do anything. What does it do? Tell me what it does. Aside from you capturing someone in a lie like we did Comey, like we did Clapper, like we did Brennan, and like you did Lynch, eh, behind closed doors, but we all know what happened, like Condoleezza Rice, all of them, besides catching them in lies where they should be tried for crimes for lying to Congress, but, you know, it only applies to certain people, right? Like Roger Stone, who omitted information, not literally lied. So... It doesn't apply to them, does it? That's the only thing that you can come out of that because it's all smoke and mirrors. Testify in front of us and tell us. It's a pony show. 
So what if they go there and they're like, yep, killed 10 people, slit their throats and everything, and whatever. They can't prosecute them. They can't do anything. They can, they can ask. They can say, we would like you to prosecute them. We would recommend prosecution. But they can't do anything. It's a pony show. Like everyone's sitting there like, oh, they're going to have a hearing. They're going to – nobody cares. It's all a pony show. It's for the public. It's for them to look like they're doing something. I mean the last one that they had with Whitaker was was so shameful for them. Like you – the questions asked were just ridiculous. You could see that they had nothing. They were just doing this to like pony show. Think about it, guys. They have no power. They can't do anything. They can't say, you said this. You're getting locked up. No, they can't. It is just for smoke and mirrors. This is entertainment. So when you hear the house, we're going to have you and we're going to subpoena you to come here. Yeah, you can subpoena me. I can come. I can sit there and admit that I killed 10 people and I can describe every single which way they did it. And, you know, you don't have the power to do anything. Obviously, my testimony being heard by criminal investigators will incriminate me, of course. And if they want to prosecute, they will. But they can't do anything. The, the sooner people realize this is all smoke and mirrors, the faster it'll be that we get to the bottom of this. We're still not talking about, you know, the missing texts, emails, the meeting they had in London. Come on, Brennan. You know, Brennan tweeting out this morning, oh, how dare you, all these people dedicated their civil service, talking about us like that. John, you need to shut up because the bottom line is you left the government for two years, flew over to Europe, created your own private spygate company, Global Securities, in Luxembourg, which is the center of five eyes. Then you came back as CIA director and you owned that company. You used your knowledge whilst in our intelligence community to facilitate private contracts and source that out to foreign nations. That's a fact. That's a crime. Where is the prosecution? Why is he not in jail? Forget the spygate. Forget the fact that he was gloating and laughing that he got our General Flint, which by the way, we should start talking about because his date is coming up. He got him fired. Why? Because General Flynn didn't agree with what they were doing. He's a soldier. He takes orders. But at some point, when it goes past your moral compass, you're like, stop. Come on, guys. Brennan, your time is coming. And there are so many of us out there right now ready to take you down. I'm telling you. Keep flapping your mouth. Because all they need to do is look at his company in Luxembourg, guys. Look at all the intelligence that he, he siphoned there. That's what you need to do. I'll see you guys all in a few right after this break. Have a short one. Welcome to Red State Talk Radio. You're listening to 
Tori says for the next hour, I'll be your host, Tori. We'll be discussing news, foreign and domestic, unfiltered news. Real news. Welcome back, everyone, to the second half of the Tory Sess Show. I'm your host, Tori. Um, remember, you can follow me on uh, Twitter and Gab at Tori underscore says, Tori says.com, and obviously here on Red State, Monday through Friday, 12 to 2 p.m. Eastern Time. Now, before um, Scott Adams joins us, remember, you can follow him at Scott Adams Show on Twitter and obviously on Red State from uh, 8 until 12 he has a show which you can find at scottadamshow.com i want to play a compilation that breitbart had put together just so you can understand the severity of the attack that the mainstream media has and this conspiracy theory they're pushing because if they want to talk conspiracy if the un secretary general wants to talk conspiracy let's talk conspiracy so let me play this clip it may set up the press as the enemy of the people. This is something that we first heard from Joseph Stalin. This is very dangerous. It undercuts democracy. That is just the emboldening of white bigotry by a white nationalist, white supremacist presidency uh, and his cronies like, you know, Jeff Sessions and, and, and Stephen Miller and all the other white nationalists that he's empowered. Well, if anybody is issuing demented words of violence and death, I would say it's the president of the United States. I mean, it's, it's quite a pass we've come to when the leadership of a country like Iran seems more stable and rational than the president of the United States. And it is astonishing how he has become such an effective and uh, destructive virus created by Vladimir Putin. The world witnessed a betrayal the likes of which we've never seen. America's president sided with its enemy today. Donald Trump talks like a racist, thinks like a racist, makes statements like a racist, uh, conjures emotions that uh, give sucker and support to white supremacists and white nationalists. He has emboldened white supremacists to come forward. He's inciting through mass rallies and constant lying fervor in a political base. He scapegoats minority populations and affixes blame to them for every problem the country faces. He alleges conspiracies of nefarious forces that is fundamentally illiberal, deeply un-American, and frankly could be straight out of Munich circa 1928. He will be forever remembered as the president who traumatized little children. That's his brand now. He's the president who purposefully traumatized babies and children and he traumatized them for his political gain, or to look strong, or to look like Kim Jong-un. If you vote for Trump, then you, the voter, you, not Donald Trump, are standing at the border like Nazis, going, you here, you here. And I think we now have to flip it, and it's a given the evilness of Donald Trump. This whole administration is like a, it's like a Liam Neeson taken movie. Like, these guys are terrorists, right? They're constantly taking hostages, whether it's Chip, 
Yep. Whether it's DACA, whether it's the asylum. They have no problem taking kids and putting guns to their heads and then demanding the rest of the country do what they want them to do. Yeah. Until we recognize that we are operating with a white nationalist government that will take children hostage to get what they want. I call this a concentration camp for kids because that's exactly what it's turning out to be. I know children are being marched away to showers. I know they're being marched away to showers. Uh, are they uh, being told they are just like the Nazis had, had, had said that they were taking people to showers and then they never came back? Look at this mendacious, relentlessly lying, bigoted, ill-informed person that we have. He goes out there and whips up like it's a Mussolini rally. And yes, that's what I said. It's our responsibility to call out those times when constitutional norms are being challenged. Those times when the president of the United States actually channels Joseph Stalin and calls the media the enemy of the people. This is not the party of Lincoln, the party of Nixon, or even the party of Reagan. This is the party of D.W. Griffith. This is the party of, K of the KKK and the party of Trump. Our president is a disturbed person, and he's behaving in ways that are simply inexplicable. He's completely detached from reality. And you have somebody inside the White House of the New York Daily News says he's mentally unfit, that people close to him say is mentally unfit, that people close to him during the campaign told me had early stages of dementia. Donald Trump is a racist. He isn't just a white supremacist. He's a flat-out, full racist. I'm glad elected leaders in the Republican Party are finally, finally stopping, to, uh, stopping looking the other way mm -hmm. and confronting the fact that he's not only unfit to be president. In my book, his lack of empathy, his lack of leadership, his lack of courage, He's unfit to be human. Mr. Trump, your presidency, I love your presidency. I call it disgrace the nation. You're not the POTUS, you're the bloatus. You're the glutton with the button. You're a regular gorge Washington. You're the president, but you're turning into a real prictator. Sir, you attract more skinheads than free Rogaine. You have more people marching against you than cancer. You talk like a sign language gorilla who got hit in the head. In fact, the only thing your mouth is good for is being Vladimir Putin's holster. Do citizens in dictatorships recognize what's happening right here, right now? Are they looking at the first two days of the Trump administration and saying, oh, that's what my leader does? How is that? So these are all the comments that they've been making throughout time, throughout these two years. And it ended with Settler talking about his first days in presidency, calling our president a dictator, calling the man that has lowered unemployment, uh, refueled our economy, took control of our domestic economy rather than forfeit that right and let other countries and other nations dictate where and what we can trade the people that you were hearing, the worst one of all is Steve Schmidt. He calls himself a Republican strategist. Strategy for what? Republican? Really? More like totalitarianism, more like socialism, more like communism. He even referred to our president as a remnant or reminding him of something coming out of Munich in 1928. They call him a Nazi. They call him a racist. They call him a bigot. None of that sticks. 
That's a conspiracy theory. The fact that they keep saying these same things. Mika talking about traumatizing babies, you know, holding Chip and DACA, says MSNBC, like terrorists with guns to kids' heads. Or Joe, Morning Joe, stating, oh, he's walking into the showers like the Nazis did and they never came back. This is the stuff that is being pumped through our television, our radios, our print media, and social media daily. People that are vulnerable, those that are undereducated, those have, that have no guidance in their life, and those that need to be spoon-fed direction are listening to this. Listening to people comparing our president to Mussolini and Joe. Morning, Joe. I don't know why you're talking because, you know, Lori Klesutis, I mean, that's going to come out. I mean, it's got to come out. And I'm really hoping that it does come out. You know, Friedman, New York Times columnist, sitting there calling him a despicable person. Hey, Friedman, we know what kind of people you like. Or shall I, shall I say children? This is where we need to be focusing people. Look at the people talking. Look at Anna Navarro saying that she's happy the Republicans are standing up against him. Yeah, we dare them. This is why they, they left. This is why they resigned. This is why they were forced out. And anyone else, Democrat or Republican, that defies this great direction that we are getting into. The fact that our country is now led by us means that you have no place in it if you don't continue on that path. With no further ado, I have Scott Adams on the show. Um, Scott, welcome to the Tory Says Show. I'm so excited to have you on. Uh, remember, everyone, you could follow him on Twitter at, at Scott Adams Show or listen to his three-hour radio show kind of compressed into two, isn't it, after removing all these commercials um, that they can stream. And, you know, everything on Red State Talk Radio, you can find it on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, and, and SoundCloud. Um so what's so what's on your mind today, Scott? Like, what are you looking at, and what's your kind of takeaway message from this morning? Like, what are you seeing going on in the news? I think that the mainstream media is the uh, you know the uh, enemy of the people, and uh, I think they're going to have a tough week trying to uh, pin uh, rape charges on Trump for Alva Johnson, who is a black woman that they're claiming now Trump actually had a thing for. So how could he be a racist on one news program and yet be a womanizer on the other where he's wanting to kiss this black woman? You know, it's just it's it's kind of like weird, right? Pick one. All right. If you're gonna if you're gonna pile on, at least try to have a, a, some synergy to your piling on. I mean, if you're gonna blame him for Russia collusion, you know, then you can't also say that uh, you know you can't then you can't accurately depict what he's doing with oil prices you know energy independence arms sales to Poland and and Saudi Arabia I mean everything Trump does seems to be run counter to the narratives that the mainstream media want to want to want to weave you know this whole narrative that they're trying to spiel and when was the last time we've heard dementia you know, it seems like every time there's a Republican president, you uh, you actually hear the words dementia. Like they're demented because they love that word, dementia, demented. But it uh, couldn't be further from the truth. Trump has the most successful first two years in office that any other president ever has had. He's, you know, reduced uh, the regulations in two years more than any president, whether it's eight years, four years, anything for any term 
And now look what he's doing. He's heading off to Hanoi to achieve things with North Korea that haven't been achieved in 70 years. So... Yeah, and you know, I agree. He's 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 achieved a lot with his hands tied behind his back uh, within you know two years, and he's promoting. Uh, he wants other countries to come into the trade mix. He wants them to be part of the global markets. He wants healthy competition. He wants everyone to succeed because if everyone succeeds and everyone is out there and everyone is happy, then everything's great. I mean, and now we're hearing the left saying, no, don't you dare let North Korea get into, you know, the global markets. Like, why not? So we're going to ostracize that. That's kind of bullying, isn't it, against the rhetoric of the left to to oust someone and keep them in the corner and exile them and, and cut them off of everything? Like, why not? This is an achievement, wanting to bring everyone to the table. I mean, look what's happening in Venezuela with Maduro, right? They were attacking citizens, and we were like, hey, stop attacking citizens. The guy literally set on fire food and water for these people. That's what a socialist nation is. That's what they want America to look like. They want us to stand well, in bread lines. about the other, the other underhanded things, showing up five hours early and saying that Trump's crowds are small when they weren't. They were sold out, sold out venues with overflow. Uh, when they went to the Oval Office and, you know, after the whole rhetoric of the um, bust of Winston Churchill, where we had a president under the Obama regime that literally was anti-white and anti-colonialism and anti-Winston Churchill to the point where he had this chip on his shoulder and actually removed the bust of Winston Churchill. So they tried to then flip the switch, flip the narrative and basically say, oh, Trump's a racist because he removed the bust of uh, Martin Luther King, but he didn't. There was somebody standing in the way of the bust. So this this uh, news reporter basically couldn't even like just basically look around a person and scour the room. He writes a report without doing any kind of verification or vetting. And we see the same thing too, even with Justice, Jesse Smollett. They don't do their uh, research on anything. They, they're gullible. If it fits the narrative that's anti-Trump, they'll run with it hook, line, and sinker. But they're getting exposed, one false story after another. And they're constantly wrong with their prognostication because they're completely out the lunch with how they see the world and how they see the United States. It's how they got the election results wrong. 98% chance Hillary's going to win the night before. Well, that didn't happen. They were wrong. How many times do they have to be wrong before, you know, they're no longer the news anymore? We're the news. We're the news. Q is the news. Red State Talk Radio is the news. Tory Says is the news. Scott Adams Show is the news. We're actually putting truth to voice here and, and uh, telling the truth fearlessly and without a, lot of, uh, without a lot of financial reward. But we're telling the truth because the truth needs to get out. We need to save our country. And that's what we're all about. We're all about taking back our country. You and I were talking earlier about Q. And what we were talking about is how essential it is to really take the cancer that is the deep state, that is that has metastasized and spread its ugly wings all throughout our country. Uh, it's the reason why we need lobbyists. It's the reason why we need special interest groups and so much money to win elections. There's so much fraud, deception, and lies 
There's the Mockingbird Press that's paid off by the CIA. There's the FBI that's manipulated by the press. Uh, there's Planned Parenthood that recirculates monies back into uh, the uh, the candidates. It's the open borders and the cartels that are paying off people like Pelosi and Adam Schiff. Uh, and uh, for that matter, President Nieto, everybody's on the inside getting fat on the dime. They don't want to score touchdowns. They just want to play the game on the field and keep on collecting, keep on getting their palms greased and keep on um, getting rich off of the working class people. It's got to stop. The way you make America great again is what exactly the way Trump's doing it. He's got a Q army. He's got a Q army that's going out there and basically nailing it to the mainstream media and exposing these corrupt politicians for exactly what they are. They're all coming down at once. It's sort of like when the Godfather, at the end of Godfather 1, he said, we're going to take it all down in one day. And that's the way it's done because there's no room for retaliation. It's got to be all done at once. And that's what's happening with, with Trump's Make America Great Again uh, agenda. Yeah, but you have to yeah, think, but you have to think about it. Me and Haley, yeah. Haley Kennington, Haley. who writes for various publications, she even writes for ToriSays.com. She's a great reporter, by the way, and investigative journalist. She sent me a link middle of the week. Um, and it was really weird because I had that link too, but I, it was in my inbox. Like, am I going to look at it? Am I not? She was like, did you see this? There were 200 Americans doxxed. They have been claimed to be Russian bots. These are real Americans. I reached out to a few of them. One of them is a retired grandma in Pennsylvania. Another person, a real person in Maryland. One of them is our guest in the matrix that came to Red State Talk Radio, and they'll be on on Wednesday again. Uh, Thomas Paine, Michael Moore, um, you know, he he has the true pundit. He was on that list. And this was published by Politico. They literally put a list of people. They're doxing Americans, calling them sock puppets or bots or Russian. And these are Americans. And I was, I, and I love to see how people took a picture and said, I'm not a bot. I'm from this state. I'm a real person. Here's my face. Here's my picture. I am not a bot. This was published by Politico. And, you know, I saw that they were tweeting that to um, Barnes Law Firm. Because someone has to hold them accountable for these lists, these targeted accounts that social media is creating. And like I said, how do we have ISIS recruiting videos, videos celebrating the death of American soldiers on YouTube, showing war out on YouTube, but they silence people that speak their mind. There's a lot of people that say, oh, Q's a conspiracy. Well, what has Q said? That aligns with the conspiracy. Pizzagate, what? Uh, pedophilia isn't true. How many arrests have we seen? Child trafficking isn't true. How many arrests have we seen? The fact that people are resigning left and right. We saw 58 Republicans walk out the door, didn't we? Everything that's on there is the news. And it's coded in a different way so people can sit and ponder. Because that intrigues people. Great move. Well, Great to that. By the way, and it's not really much different than what happened in Watergate. If you go back to uh, the the movie All the President's Men, Woodward and Bernstein, right, played by Robert Redford and and uh, uh, and uh, the guy from The Guardian, uh, graduate. Um, what's his name? In any case, those two Darn famous actors, yeah. Dustin Hoffman, Dustin Hoffman, and Robert Redford. All the President's Men. Well, what was that? 
That was basically a disgruntled FBI guy named Deep Throat, Mark Felt, who was in the FBI, got passed over for a promotion, hated the Republican president, which was Nixon, and basically together the FBI colluded with the press to take down a sitting, duly elected American president that was won in a landslide against McGovern that year. A year, a year and a half later, he was taken down and had to resign. Now, that's exactly what's happening today. And the way that Deep Throat would release the information to Bob Woodward of the Washington Post is he would do it in hints and riddles. He couldn't give out full information, even though he had it. And the reason why is because then he'd be releasing classified privileged information, and that would be a violation of law, and then they could open up an FBI case on the, on the leaker. The same thing is true with Q. It's an apparatus that's, of, uh, I think, of military grade, and basically it's being disseminated out there in a way that has to be done in hints and riddles. Otherwise, you would, op- you would have good cause then for the, someone like an Adam Schiff to open up an FBI investigation on the leaker. So you got to do it in a way that's very coy, very, very much in hints and riddles so that you're not guilty of actually releasing classified information. And you allow these, the, the, uh, the people to really give them just enough information so that they are harnessed with the proper tools to take back their country. You know, they're, they're being guided. Much like Woodward was guided by Deep Throat, Q is guiding the American citizen journalists. Well, Q, 8chan in general, is genius because they can't censor it. It's off. It's kind of like how they can't censor radio either, right? Unless you're owned by one of those big conglomerates, they can't really censor it. And, you know, um, Donald Trump Jr., the president's son, did um, wrote an op-ed for Real Clear Politics on February 22nd. You know, his Instagram was actually censored. And it's titled, If Big Tech Can Censor Me, Think what it can do to you. And for him, he had put out uh, on his Instagram something about Jesse Smullett, right? And his uh, post was deleted by Instagram. And then, you know, Instagram, oh, it was a mistake. We'll fix it. And then suddenly everyone that followed him, including myself, was like, yo, nobody can follow you. Your uh, account is being said. Oh, yeah, that was a mistake. Remember with PragerU, how they were silencing them, saying it was human error and all that. Think about Mm -hmm. it. These really big personas, this is the president's son. So they're going to have to answer to him. But are they going to answer you or me? No, they're not. They don't care. Look what they did to Laura Loomer. Look what they did to Alex Jones. And Alex Jones is a big voice but the problem was is that you know he was a controversial person so hey look at what they did buying crtv blaze did they fired a bunch of great conservative voices not fired a lot of them walked away you know they've changed it they're taking they're even trying to take over our conservative media i mean look at who they have they have mark levin who i can't culture i mean friends like that who needs enemies and Coulter just lamb blasted the president over angel moms i mean that's There's not wrong. one He's done... alive that's done more for angel mobs than, than President Trump. And she has the nerve to call him to the carpet and smack him around blatantly in public. I mean, it's unbelievable what Ann Coulter did. Right, but imagine. They're silencing the president's son. They have to answer to him. But, you know, are they going to answer to me? I mean, Twitter banned me. Did they, did they say, well, you know, no, just they did. Hateful? It wasn't. So then why? Just because. Too bad. 
You don't have a huge following. You don't have people of clout. You don't have a blue check mark, so I'm not talking to you. This is uh, conservative discrimination. This is them silencing the right, silencing those that believe in America and our values and are patriots and wish to have control of their own country. They are smacking everyone into position. I mean, Gateway Pundit reporter was banned yesterday. They're eliminating everyone. Like, when does this stop? When are they held accountable? And just like, you know, the president's son said, if they can do it to me, imagine what they can do to you. Who's going to help you? Who is going to help? You, me, your neighbor, nobody. Well, it is a tough, it is a tough battle. And it's because the deep state and the establishment elite are actually using your money against you. That's why they want you to pay more taxes and then regulate you and control you. They want to gobble up more land for the government. They want to control everything that you do. They want to control your health care. And they, they do it all in the name of, um, you know, some sort of uh, human humanity, right? But they're not about humanity. They're about power, and they're about control, and they think they're the smartest people in the room. And, you know, it's, uh, it's a scary thing because the people in charge of the social media are the people in charge of Silicon Valley as well. And they have the deepest pockets, and they control everything from entertainment, music, social media. Like I said, they are silencing us, and they are pushing those narratives in that you know four and a half minute clip that I played, so that people you know who can't think or have lost the ability to have their own critique or be objective um, are just you know what would I say, brainwashed into submission to agree with what they say. How many times did they use, oh, he's boxed in, oh, it's going to happen, oh, boom, another thing. And it's like, okay, you've been saying that for two years. Where is it? So um, it's pretty incredible. Um, After this short break, you know what I wanted to touch base on? I wanted to touch base on what we were talking about in the economy earlier this morning and um, what you think is going to happen with North Korea. How's that? Sounds great. Okay, that's great. So, guys, we'll see you all in just a few right after this break. Remember, you can call us at 215-TOP-TALK if you have a question or comment. See you all in a few. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot, on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. How did you become addicted? A friend? Were you at a party and someone said, hey, try this? Then you got the cold sweats and started shaking. And the more you did it, the more it didn't work. So you switched to the needle. Now you're a train wreck. Drinking, drugging, broke. Your family hates you. And you hate you. Get out of your hell on earth now. Call the Detox and Treatment Helpline today for immediate help. In many cases, your insurance may cover the costs. We can't guarantee it. But we can guarantee we have what you need to change your life for the better. Pick up your cell phone. And call right now. 
That's 855-700-2978. Guaranteed life insurance with no medical exam. Sounds great, right? Even better, your rates will never increase and benefits will never decrease. If you're a U.S. citizen between 50 and 80, you can get life insurance guaranteed. It's not guaranteed in every state, and you may not qualify for every policy, but when you call, you'll speak with a licensed insurance company. They'll give you all the details about guaranteed life insurance. So call now, 1-800-707-1219, 1-800-707-1219. Hey, this is Leonora Cravota from Red State Talk Radio for MyPillow. I used to have trouble sleeping. My pillow changed all that. I now fall asleep within moments of my head touching my pillow. That's how comfortable my pillow is with its patented interlocking fill. My pillow stays cool and does not go flat. Plus, it's machine washable and dryable. MyPillow has a 10-year warranty and a 60-day comfort guarantee. MyPillow is also the official pillow of the National Sleep Foundation, and it's made right here in the USA. MyPillow is now offering Red State Talk Radio listeners a four-pack special with two premium standard or queen pillows and two go-anywhere pillows. That's four pillows for the price of one. To take advantage of this special offer, call 1-800-961-9194 and ask for promo code REDSTATE. That's one 800 961-9194 promo code red state put sleepless nights behind you with my pillow the most comfortable pillow you will ever own for the best night's sleep in the whole wide world visit mypillow.com Welcome back to the Tori Says Show. I'm your host, Tori. I'm joined by Scott Adams. You can find all his live shows uploaded uh, to listen at your leisure at scottadamsshow.com. So, Scott, before we get into, I want your commentary on North Korea, but before we get into it, July 4th, right? It's going to be a big party. Yeah. And uh, we're going to be doing something. I know that. For sure. I'm definitely going to be down there. Um, maybe I'll pop into your studio that's closest so I could do my show from there. <laughs> um, Red State Talk Radio Studio headquarters yes, is right here. And DC, so we're going to yeah. do shows from here. We're going to actually celebrate America on that day, America's independence. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we go on to that, you know, I wanted to just say one other thing about what we were talking about before the break. And that is that there is this use of AI, but it's used by the the strong arms and the and the leaders in Silicon Valley that are radically liberal and they're being harnessed by and paid off by a lot of politicians. And that is, have you ever gotten one of those calls like where it says, hey, how are you? And you're like, oh, fine. And they're like, okay, that's great. And, you know, it's it's really great AI, right? Where you can almost have a full conversation with a machine and not know you're talking to, to a machine. After a while, you're like, okay, what time is it? And they're like, they don't know the time because it's they don't have an answer for that. So it's kind of an interesting thing. But just like, you know, you have a Google Home and and I have, you know, these uh, Echo devices and stuff. I mean, think about it. Um, you know, you could have conversations where you could say, hey, what time is it? And they'll tell you the time and all kinds of things. So AI is getting pretty tricky. And it's also being done on social media. So like when Trump tweets something, you know, next thing you know, there's a whole slew of bots that actually attack him. And if they show favoritism toward the left, 
and crack down against the right, then they're going to have, you know, 50 times, 500 times more volume in terms of influence on social media than the conservative voice has. So I think that there's a lot of things that are going to be happening leading up to the 2020 election. Yeah. And we I'm, need to keep no, I, I agree what you just said. I'm actually writing up an article on the Kasserstein brothers, you know, where they get paid to literally post poop under our president's tweets. And I've taken screenshots. Yeah. These guys are incessant. They'll put like three tweets back to back talking nonsense. But as long as it's bad about the president, they get paid. And, you know, I was tweeting out today it would be a shame, man, if you hid that income and you get audited by the IRS because you get paid to tweet nasty things to our president brian krasenstein and his brother ed yeah both of them you see him on every trump tweet and you know he's getting paid to do that he said it there's a video of him saying it that they pay us to make sure that we put in tweets so it's the first one they see like he said it i have that video and i'm putting it together and that's why i was talking about that crazy bishop too because he's on there too and it makes you wonder you know yeah, ed brian krasenstein mm-hmm. they're brothers i guess mm-hmm. right? i have i have screenshots you'll see they come in threes when they tweet it's it's incredible yeah. it's incredible but back to fourth of july so stephen miller tweeted out something super cool he was like we're gonna it's gonna be because people were like well we're already celebrating the fourth of july a lot of people said that right And he was like, but we're going to do it harder. It's going to be insane. I can't wait. The minute I saw that tweet, I was on my app and I was booking a Trump hotel um, room because I'm like, if there's a party, I want to be part of it. I want to be there. I want to see the fireworks. And, you know, this summer I'm going to ship off one of my kids to family overseas for the summer. And the other one's going to be at um, U.S. Army training for boot camp. So I'm like, it's just going to be me. I'm going to leave my husband with the dog and the cat and I'm just going to go. And it's going to be an insane three days. I can't wait. It's going to be awesome because we were waiting for it. What was it? 11, 11. And they pulled the plug on that. But this time he said, we're going to get fireworks and a bunch of stuff. So, I mean, are you excited mm-hmm. about it? I'm totally pumped. I am excited. And you know, I had to laugh because uh, when I was on Twitter just now looking up that the you know, pair in threes, there's a whole bunch of names that do those threes, right? And I'm looking at Paul LeBlanc's, t- LeBlanc's tweet where he says, it now appears I'm the only one watching. Eric Swalwell put together like this viral video, pretty much as dumb as, as Elizabeth Warren's beer video, you know, and he's in a car. And literally, he had no listeners live when he went live. <laughs> it's crazy. He was crying about Starbucks. What a clown. Oh, my God. You know, we're winning. People don't realize it, that that those polls are fake. Uh, You know, the way you know you're winning, too, is when you take a look at something like Roseanne and how viral she went. I mean, basically, her first episode, which was pro-Trump, it broke all kinds of rating records. And then as soon as they went back to bashing Trump or got rid of her, um, next thing you know, uh, the ratings tank. They can't even put the, you know, hold their show. So it's it's like that. You know, you when you get to real numbers and real crowds, you know, when you take a look at real crowds and real um, engagement, uh, what you have is you have probably something that would be reflected in an accurate poll or real poll of maybe something like sixty five percent approval rating, not just fifty two, despite the fact that the mainstream fake news. Media hammers President Trump 92, 93% of the time. So I, I actually think what we're going to see in 2020 after Trump gets done with, you know, uh, 
putting a huge dent in voter fraud is I think we're going to see a landslide victory, much like what we saw in Reagan's second election. I, I have to agree with you on that. I agree with you. And actually today, since right after my show, I have to go mail some things. I'm actually mailing another certified letter to the president to tell him here's how we're going to fix voter fraud and see, you know, to take it seriously because we need to fix this. We need to stop all this insanity. You know, if if we want, if states want to give illegals driver's licenses, that fi- that's fine. And we all know that these voting polls, the voting rolls, you know, the printouts they have and their stupid digital things. Things that say if you're qualified come from the DMV. I'm going to demand that they tick the box for non-citizens. They should not be on these lists, just like they exclude uh, people that are under the age of 18. So I'm actually doing that today. And this time I'm going to take a picture of it and tweet it and say, this is how we're going to beat voter fraud. I'm sending it to you, President. Please take a look. Because what's important is, is that all of us get together. I had Lorraine call in from New York telling me how they want to give illegal immigrants driver's licenses. But our president is focusing on this because for 2020, they're going to silence a lot of us. They're starting to do it now. They're going to, um, you know, uh, totally take a corner of our news cycles and pull it out. And, you know, I would encourage the president to get on Gab. The minute he gets on Gab, everyone leaves Twitter. And if he would make that move and get on Gab because it's free and, you know, free speech is messy, it's nasty, you'll see things you don't like, but I prefer to be, you know, somewhere where I can say whatever I want. And if he makes that move, Twitter's done. And I would love to see him do that. Um, And I'm hoping that Don Jr. does that. I mean, a lot of them have already moved, but, you know, President Trump isn't on there yet. If he does... That's it for Twitter. They're done. Uh, I personally think so because they're going to try to silence us even more. You know that. And they've been doing that incrementally now, silencing anyone that comes out. And I think the best way to do it is by, you know, having our president take that position and say, you know what? I'm going to go to alternative platforms. You guys can find me on Gab. I, I mean, I think that's the best way to go. What do you think? Yeah, no, that would be he, he is he is the leader. He is the leader. He is the one that's leading. And, you know, he is the chairman of the board. He is the CEO. He is, you know, when you put him put him up against any of the 20, 2020 Democrat candidates, they're just a bunch of, you know, they're just a bunch of not ready for prime time Kool-Aid drinking radical socialists. Well, except for and Yang. Then- He's a well-spoken radical socialist. You saw some of his videos, right? Yeah, I, I even have a hard time believing that, actually. I mean, some of them are well-spoken, but uh, Bernie Sanders, really? Well, that's the thing. <laughs> you know, Nobody wants him. Interesting too, but Bernie Sanders isn't going to resonate at all now. You know, that's how bad of a candidate Hillary Clinton was, is that Bernie Sanders was actually winning the Demo- the, end, you know, the Democratic nomination. He, he's not even going to be in the top five when it's all said and done over there. Well, you but know, I know who I know who you're you're looking at Yang as the serious threat, right? Yeah, he is a serious threat because one, he's young. Two, he's saying everything these insane, young, directionless youths have. They've even said, I don't know about Bernie. He's kind of old, is what they keep saying. And so we've well, got to be seventy nine. Huh? He'll be seventy nine. 
on inauguration. Right. So he's old. They can't identify with him. You know what I mean? And this guy's 44. He's all about tech. He's all about giving free universal basic income, all about free Medicare, free education, free, free, free. They hear free and they run. And the thing is, haven't we learned that nothing in life is free? There's always a price. Like always. Like you know, someone will dangle here. You can come in and we'll give you a free ice cream. And when you go there, they're like, but right, there's always a, but, and people don't seem to understand that. And with the uh, push that Ocasio is getting in the support, because if you see her Instagram feeds, obviously there's a lot of bots, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, allow pro leftist bots. Um, but imagine there are people like that. You know, I have friends that are on my Facebook and, you know, out of the 800 people that are my friends, 500 are family and from my even family members and people that I consider family, they are in, they believe that everyone should have everything for free, you know, uh, barefoot walking. They hate, you know, the way the president calls people out. They hate that he's straightforward. And it's like, how do you dilly dally in an environment like this? Why would people want their ears pet and to be coddled? This is like real stuff. This isn't like, oh, ring around the rosy. We need to fix this. And the fact that we have a hard hitter coming in saying, nope, we're fixing this. We're doing this. Boom. It upsets them. It startles them. They struggle. I hear this word. Well, I struggle. And it's like, oh my gosh, how do you get up in the morning? You know, so there are those insane leftists. I have at least 150 of them as my friends on Facebook with the little fists in the air. <laughs> I kid you not. And people will be like, block them. No, because this is how you see people that I've served with do that. I, I kid you not. Um, people that I've grown up with, uh, you know, vacationed with, uh, worked with, um, cried with, laughed with, you know, enjoyed the first moments with my first child with, you know, those are the people that are with the fists in the air saying, no, this, you know, they're all Berniers, you know, because they're in their forties, um, and late thirties, but the younger, younger, younger ones that are voting now are all about free stuff too. Like it, the insanity is widespread, even though they're the minority, they still exist. I have a, an attorney that I value, uh, out of Pennsylvania and he, is the only one you've probably seen him on my Facebook posting scathing things about the president. And I value him. He's a genius. He's a legal genius. And yet there he is posting scathing things. So, you know, it's not just the uneducated or undereducated or the ones that have had parents that don't set boundaries. It's people that have, uh, personal issues of instability and that alpha personalities um, rub them the wrong way. And then you would think, then how are they friends with me? But okay. You know, it's, 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 it's a like or not like the president. The bottom line is what is he doing for your country? And people can't do that. They're all about emotion now. Um, so 2020 is going to be scary if they silence us because they're doing it on a mass scale right now. And Instagram is the last wow. frontier. I really think so much is going to happen in the next six months. It's going to be game over for them. I think Adam Schiff is going to be exposed as soon as Mueller shuts it down. You know, and there is two sides of this Mueller thing, you know, um, where I think that the left looks at it as an opportunity because they want to impeach. It doesn't even matter. The impeachment thing is going to be a joke. Complete. It's going to backfire just like it did with the Republic against the Republicans when they impeached um, Clinton. And for good reason, they impeached Clinton. But for no reason at all, what's the crime that, you know, they're they're going to allege? 
It's uh, meaningless. You know, when Adam Schiff is all over the Sunday talk shows talking about, well, we're not going to, you know, really pay too close of attention to the Mueller report because they know it's going to be a big nothing burger. And we're going to do our own investigation and do all kinds of things. They're going to try to find one crumb to open up impeachment. So what? The fact is, is that as soon as Mueller shuts it down, it's a double-edged sword. The left thinks, okay, they can't impeach until that investigation gets shut down because then there, people are going to say, why don't you wait until the investigation's over before you go through impeachment? That's the argument in one direction. But the other direction is as soon as Mueller shuts it down, I believe you're going to hear a lot from John Huber. You're going to see all the declassification. And basically, uh, you're going to have William Barr being forced, whether he's a swamp creature or not, he's going to be forced to do the right thing because Matthew Whitaker already has seen every single stitch of evidence against the deep state. And by that, it's just a broad sweeping word that says against the leakers like Adam Schiff again, or Mark Warner against uh, the oligarch, the uh, other lobbyists and executives and candidates that have uh, colluded with the oligarchs uh, over Uranium One and pay-to-play schemes, uh, probably with regard to Standard Hotel, sex trafficking, cartel payments for open borders, the whole ball of wax. All of these things are going to be, you know, there's a lot of information that we've we've obtained, not just from those 757 jets that went into Little Rock and then went to Quantico, not just from, you know, the, the FBI closing down Backpage.com, not just about Nexvium and that investigation and some of the other things we've been hearing about. I think we're getting a lot of information that the public doesn't know yet. And I think that once Mueller shuts it down, you're going to start to see declassification and release of things. Don't I don't think for one second that uh, the Awan brothers didn't give up something in order to get a plea deal. I, I also think that we're going to learn a lot more about James Wolf and Ali Watkins and his role in the Senate intel and all the information that he was leaking. So there's going to be a lot of things that are going to come out over the next six months to a year, and it's going to spell big-time trouble for the deep state the establishment elite, and the Democrats. Well, on that, I would like to say that um, the bottom line that what we're seeing is is that they're putting out battle cries. We saw Comey demanding that people weave this social fabric tighter. We see Hillary Clinton saying that people are spreading disinformation about 2020 candidates. That was a huge battle cry. That In that tweet is where the docs 200 Americans were. She is demanding that people take a stand. This is their queen demanding that they silence people. And this is why on that day, I published that Biden article. I mean, video and audio, and we all know, I mean, he's a pervert and he doesn't belong anywhere in office. And we could dig up political history of him dating back to the whole, you know, uh, you know, Mina thing. He was in on that too. In my article, I have pictures about it. I think that the Clintons had a lot of dirt and a lot of coercion, a lot of payments uh, that were had to be, um, you know, a lot of payments went out and a lot of deeds were still left to be done. I think that there was a lot of coercion, a lot of um, honey traps and a lot of different uh, dirt. You know, like we saw um, Matt Lauer being one of the first, you know, where we knew that Hillary was going to go after Matt Lauer after the Enterprise uh, Commander-in-Chief Forum, right? He was the first head to roll. And again, that's not by accident. That happened because 
I think the Clintons made it happen. They control the press. They control a lot of politicians. But I really believe that through the essence of time and attrition and all the exposure and the people that just want to get out before they go down, all of that's ha- all, that has happened in, in a way that we've never seen before. Just open your eyes and look at what it's already happened since Trump has taken uh, the office. And, and it's, it's unprecedented what we're seeing in Washington. But I think even more is going to happen. And sooner along, a lot of these people that were manipulating power are not going to have any, any more uh, levers to turn. And they're going to be completely like hanging in the wind, totally exposed, without a defense network. And all their crimes are going to come home to roost. And I really see that happening. But part of it is time. Part of it is, you know, if you have, like I said, if you have a bullet in the chamber, one bullet, and you're trying to control seven people, the last thing you want to do is shoot that bullet too soon because the other six will devour you. So, you 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 know, you play, you play the strategy the, with the hand that you have. And right now, I think Trump is, is uh, with every month, increasing his leverage over the deep state. Yeah, and the fact that we're seeing on a global scale the attacks on our president is huge. The fact that the U.N. general secretary would come out and say such things about our nation and our statements, calling them conspiracies, you know, trying to throw, you know, more smoke into the face of the people. And, you know, in Europe, we're seeing the uprise happen and we're seeing the penalties that they're paying for it, too, uh, which is incredible. The only people that you hear... Uh, with vicious vitriol, like John Brennan, or even a Sally Yates, or or um, you know just a, a, a James Comey or an Andy McCabe, these are people that already are going down. Meaning, these are people that didn't make a deal. They're already their goose is already cooked. They're as dead as disco. It's just a matter of of when, not if. And that's why they're going off with the mouth because they have nothing to lose. So they have, they're just full of hate and resentment right now. But it's the silent people that you got to pay attention to, too. Like Loretta Lynch, you know, why, why is she is so silent? quiet? Or Bill yeah. Priestap, why is he behaving so nicely? Because they're you know, a lot caught. of these different players uh, are, have cooperated. Even a, a Bruce Orr, as dirty and rotten of a scoundrel as he was, and Nellie Orr, they're quiet. They're quiet for a reason. And that, you know, and so it's... There's a lot of interesting th- dynamics that are being played out. Yeah, you know, and, you know, you said at the beginning uh, when you came on that we're the news. We are the news. And I remember someone laughed at me, you know, two years ago. I was actually pretty much, and I was okay with it. It's kind of like when Cernovich says, look at how good I look, you know. I was saying, I'm the news. Don't listen to them. Listen to me and then go do your homework. And they're not the news. They're being paid to tell you what to think. They're telling you what to feel. Look at the objective truth. And people laughed. And I've been saying it even though this is the news. We're not going to talk about what they're talking about. They're all, you know, scathing about the president, upset that he's going to North Korea, upset that he wants to include them in the global economy. They're just upset, upset, upset. And um, 
I just wanted to let my listeners know that um, I'm starting to like put together weekly schedules with people that I'll have on or what topics we'll talk. So I've pinned it to my Twitter and on the Tori Says page on Facebook. Uh, tomorrow we'll be talking about red flag laws. I did publish that article over the weekend. I'm going to have Raheem Williams, who um, in that article I have a picture of him and his wife. Uh, he's actually the policy director for uh, the Young Republicans Committee here in my state. Uh, he has a lot to to say on red flag laws. He testified, um, you know, we're one of the states where they were trying to pass it. Uh, this is another attempt for the peripheral governments to get done what the Democrats couldn't. Um, and this is why it's coupled with the HR8 amendments. Um, and then on Wednesday, I'm going to have another Q series. Thursday, we're going to have Carpe Dunctum. The most famous meme guy ever. Uh, my favorite one was the one with the Bugs Bunny and the singer where CNN was singing until they turned blue. You know that cartoon? Um, and most recently where our president was censored by Twitter for retweeting the State of the Union with uh, that REM song, uh, Everybody Cries. Um, and then on Friday, I'm going to have, yeah, then I'm going to have Sarah Reynolds. I love her. She does like a Periscope every single day. Um, until President Trump is reelected in 2020. I love her. I love her. I love her. If you're not following her, you should. Um, so I'm going to try to do that. And obviously, I'm hoping that I can have Scott join me every Monday because I know he's like super busy um, to kind of recap the weekend. Um, and even on Friday when I'm with Sarah, I'd love you to come on. Uh, so we can talk shop because I'm thinking that that's when we're going to have like something on the Mueller. We're going to have a lot to talk about, about North Korea. It'll be a lot of fun. I think we this have week- a lot to talk about. And I just want to congratulate you on the billboard that you're on, on the red state talk radio billboard. Uh, we're featuring Tori and Tori says the show because it's such a hit sensation. It's such a smash hit, uh, that it's actually running, uh, all, you know, in four different times during every single hour right there in the heart of Times Square. And we're so proud of you, Tori, for for everything you've done. But you know what's amazing? Because we have that cue in where the O is for Tori. And we have a little treasure hunt going on where people are hunting down the cue in Times Square. It's really kind of a trending thing. It's so much fun. Yeah. And people, if you're in uh, Times Square and you happen to be there, take a selfie when you see the queue and tweet it out or Instagram it. Put the hashtag Red State Talk Radio. And I'm going to have a prize. I'm thinking maybe a candy jar from the White House. I have some of those. Um, they were actually sent to me. So I'm thinking maybe a candy jar from the White House um, or something else or something even cooler. Um, but you will be winning a prize. So we'll run that this week. Uh, so keep your eyes in Times Square. And for those of you that aren't in New York City, uh, I would like you to either email me at Tori at Tori com or tweet out hashtag Red State Talk Radio for your favorite moment of the week on Friday. And um, on Monday, the first thing I'll do is say the names of the winners and, um, you know, tell you guys how to get in touch with me so I can send you off something because I think it's pretty cool. We should um, always look forward to spotting the oddball out. And Q is being, you know, they ousted, what do they do? They doxed the pastry chef of President Trump this weekend, the Daily Beast, because he's uh, an anon, which was crazy. And everyone was like, this is your journalism, really? Um, on that note, oh my gosh, where did the time go, Scott? This isn't fair. Every, um. <laughs> everybody follow Scott Adams Show. Uh, look for his shows at scottadamshow.com. And uh, I'll see you here again, same time, same place, Monday through Friday, 12 to 2 noon. Scott, thanks so much for being here. 
Thank you, Tori. Thank Bye-bye you. Bye now. Have a great evening and God bless everyone. Stay healthy.